The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you could join me today. Today, we have a special guest. Again, we've got Robin Perry Braun with us, and today we will be talking about bitter root judgments. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on Facebook, the Healing Whisper page as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and don't forget my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And I'd also like everybody to know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today, Robin Perry Braun. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. Robin, welcome to the show again. I am so glad that you could join me. I am so excited to be here again. Thank you. And before we get started with this information about bitter root judgments, let me tell everybody a little bit about you. You are a licensed therapist in Texas, a certified emotion code practitioner, and an ordained minister. Robin has spent more than two decades searching for tools that bring authentic healing to the tough-to-heal afflictions, such as addiction and PTSD. She is the author of A Believer's Guide to the Law of Attraction and 30 Days to Peace and Joy. Her passion is to educate people on the power of the subconscious in attracting our life. She helps people release hidden trapped emotions and reprogram limiting beliefs. Her toolbox also contains spiritual tools for ancestral and generational elements that affect everyday life. She is passionate about helping people manage their brain chemistry, physical health, and can educate and help the world raise their frequency. The outcome will be 
corporate mindfulness that will bring major solutions to the world falling apart around us. Many clients come to her to release blocks to weight loss, success, and love, as well as depression, anxiety, and emotional distress. So, boy, Robin, talk about the world falling apart around us. Some recent events. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's just get into this subject of bitter root judgments. Exactly. What is a bitter root judgment? Okay, um, I, I want. I always want to give honor where honors due. This uh, phrase, this term, was coined uh, by John and Paula Sanford uh, from Elijah House Ministries, uh, probably forty or fifty years ago. They were pioneers in the inner healing movement, and their materials have are known internationally. And so, I'm going to refer to two scriptures that really this uh, this phrase is, is referring to. Um, the first one is referring to judgment, and that's. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, and it says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And then the word bitter root comes from a scripture in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15. It says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled. And that, so that uh, really understanding both of those scriptures is where this, uh, this concept comes from. Okay. And, and so how? And, and I've read your book, The Believer's Guide to the Law of Attraction, and you really explain very well in there how this bitter root judgment affects us. It does. And as a matter of fact, uh, it's, it's very much a part of our everyday life. We're just not aware of it for the most part. And uh, it's a very key thing once we understand to how we can shift our lives. Basically, a bitter root judgment is that on any given day, we will judge people, situations, um, from our heart, and we'll judge them negatively. We're typically judging them out of a hurt place, uh, not out of a happy place. And so there's usually bitterness attached to that judgment. And so that's really kind of where we attach the bitter root part of it. And so the principle says that this operates almost like a boomerang principle and that um, when we send out this energy, spiritual energy, which is judging, Um, that Jesus said, when you do it, it will come back to you in the same way you judge. And so basically what he's saying is that the things that we judge from our heart out towards other people, we will experience them coming back to our life, into our life, sometimes immediately, sometimes, you know, in the future. Um, One of the most common uses of this in ministry is that we will uh, we judge our parents in certain ways growing up out of hurt, and we will end up marrying somebody like who has those qualities that we hated or that we judged about that parent. And so it's a it's it, it God says it's a bad seed. It's a negative seed. It's negative energy. We're sending it out to the universe, 
and it's coming back to us in the same way we sent it out. And a big part of this principle is because there's bitterness attached to it. So exactly how would you describe bitterness? Um, bitterness, uh, well, that's a really good question. Um, um, I think in a practical explanation, we can use some other emotions. One would be resentment. One would be hurt, maybe rejection. Um, you know, anger is usually a masking emotion for a deeper emotion. Typically, um, pride a lot of times is a, a cause of it. Uh, one of the ways we know we've judged somebody is one of the thoughts attached that we'll have is, uh, well, I would never do that. So, uh, you know, somebody, gosh, I don't want to get too extreme because we do these in smaller, bigger ways, but, you know, um, somebody steals something and you think, oh, they're a thief, I would never do that. And so we're sending that kind of judgment out to the universe. And we're not judging their behavior. Obviously, their behavior is wrong. But we're looking at the person. We're looking down on them. We're elevating ourselves above them, kind of in a place of pride. And so that energy that we send out will uh, often come back to us, and we will find ourselves doing the very things that we've judged other people for. Okay, so uh, you you said a real key thing for me is that, yes, we, we do judge behaviors, but it's when we elevate ourselves above that behavior. A uh, friend of mine today just said, well, you know, we have to make judgments. Say, for example, I didn't want my kid running around with another kid that uh, had some behavior issues. Like, I didn't want my kid running around with that kid because we know that kid's into smoking, drinking, doing drugs, whatever. And so that's, that's a different type of judgment that we choose who our companions are because we've made a judgment about those other people's behaviors. Now, does that come back to us? Well, I'm, I, it's funny you should bring that example up. I was actually, I actually have that exact example, very similar, um, but here's a little bit of a twist. So um, this is a mother who is always criticizing her daughter's friends and their behavior, thinking her daughter was an angel and she was a victim and these other girls were mean and they were bad, you know, bad behaved. But you could always kind of tell there was a sense of my daughter's better than them, um, they're a bad influence, you know, that kind of uh, self-righteousness. And so her daughter ends up getting doing something wrong and getting caught And what ended up happening was the other girls who were with her, their parents all blamed this girl for influencing them negatively and the mother for being a bad mother. And this is somebody who actually is a really good mother and a very, very person of a lot of integrity herself, but she just kind of has this critical, I would never do that thing going on. And, uh, And this was just a really good example that was very humbling to her to now have her daughter doing the very things that she had seen these other girls doing and in her heart judging some of these other girls' moms as being bad mothers and now this very judgment was coming back on her. So we typically get very humbled when this judgment comes back on us. And I always like that scripture that says, but by the grace of God, there go I, um, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole pride thing, we know what happens. And, 
And so bitter judgments can definitely humble us. I, I want to share a really benign one, but this is one of the ones that were where God really pointed out to me the truth of the scripture. And this was many years ago. Um, my ex-husband would lose his keys on a daily basis. He would misplace them, and he would kind of go into this anger of where did I, you know, what did I do with my keys? Where are they? And sometimes it would be several times a day, but it was definitely almost daily. And um, so I can remember one day just going, well, you know, why can't you just put them in the same place or remember where you put them? Why is this so hard for you? Um, you know, I found out later he had a chemical imbalance, and this was one of the things that it would manifest in is that forgetfulness. And literally within a couple hours of me knowing I had really judged him in my heart, I looked down on him and I had this thought, well, like I would never do that. I couldn't, literally maybe two hours later, I couldn't find my keys anywhere. (laughs) And I had misplaced them. And it was so funny because it just really made me laugh because it was a very benign way for, you know, God to really point this principle out in my life of trying to stay in a place of humility and that, but by the grace of God, there go I and, and be very much on top of what's in my heart towards people um, because we are all capable of our perceptions being off, doing things we wouldn't normally do out of a heightened state of emotion, Um, you know, so many things that we would never think we could actually do that almost any of us really are capable of doing, so... Right, yeah, and so so I can see exactly. It can be just a little thing, or it could be not so little thing, like the other parents telling this one woman that she was a bad mother, just right. as she had uh, judged those other mothers. Well, Robin, it has come time for our first break. So when we come back from the break, I'd like to get in to a little bit about this concept of sowing and reaping, really, which is what we're talking about, about these judgments coming back to us, just, just to get a better feel for that. So folks, don't go away. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. 
Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Robin Perry Braun. And we have been talking about bitter root judgments and what that is. Just before the break, we were talking a bit about how when we make a judgment, it really will come back to us. And there is a concept with the... Well, it's also a biblical concept, but with the law of attraction that says what you sow is what you reap. And so, Robin, you say that bitter root judgments are a part of that law of sowing and reaping. Can you explain just a wee bit about what sowing and reaping is all about? Sure, and I'm going to give it from a couple of uh, imageries. Uh, one would be the more biblical one, which is, you know, you plant a seed in the ground, and it produces a, a plant that has a, a harvest. Or you put a bad seed in the ground, and you get a tree that produces bad fruit. You put a good seed in the ground, you get a tree that produces good fruit. So there's those kind of metaphors in the Bible. Um, and then I want to talk about it from an energy standpoint, which is more the law of attraction. And that's based on two principles. One, the idea in the law of attraction that like attracts like. And the second principle, uh, well, there's actually three. Uh, and then the idea that everything vibrates at a frequency. So negative things have a low frequency. Positive things have a high frequency. So negative things attract negative things. Positive things attract positive things. The third one we call the law of expansion. And I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, so using the energy principle is that uh, essentially whatever we send out, whatever kind of energy we send out, uh, I will do demonstrations all the time where I will muscle test people on their strength, and I'll, I'll have their back to the audience, and I'll have the audience um, send positive energy towards the person, positive thoughts, and then I'll muscle test the person. And, and that, they don't know if they're sending positive or negative thoughts. I give them a cue. And when they send a positive thought, the person always muscle tests strong. And when they send negative thoughts, the person always muscle tests weak. Um, and then I'll also muscle test the person. I'll have them think positive thoughts about somebody else, and they'll muscle test strong, and I'll have them think pos- negative thoughts about somebody else, and they'll muscle test weak. So basically what I'm saying is that our thoughts have energy. And that energy is projected out, and that energy is also projected in. So when we send out positive thoughts towards other people, we are empowering them, we're making them strong, and we are also making ourselves strong And at the same time. But then by sending out those positive thoughts, that positive energy, we're attracting back positive energy as well. So that's the sowing and the reaping. Or this idea that being a boomerang effect when we judge. Um, and then when we send out a negative thought, we make other people weak. We also make ourselves weak. And then we're also going to attract that bitter root is a bitterness. So bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, those are very low-frequency emotions. So we're going to attract back negative low-frequency things back in our life when we send out uh, those messages. So... That's from an energetic understanding of what this spiritual principle that Jesus was talking about is. Um, the third thing, the law of expansion, which is interesting, it basically says whatever you think about, 
you empower and it expands. So when we think about negative things, we give power to that and, and it makes it bigger. Um, so then again, the law of sowing and reaping is we're going to attract that expanded thing back to our lives in some way. So in this sense that when we are judging and becoming bitter through our judgment, that we're sending out a negative thought, we're sending out negative energy, and is this how bitterness will defile other people? Yes, this is one of the ways it defiles. It actually does make the other people weak. I think if people really understood the power of their thoughts, then you're driving down the car in your, your car. I always, I always kind of give this analogy. We'll get up in the morning and we pray and we say, okay, you know, God, please bless so-and-so and let them have a good day. And then we get in our car and we're driving down the road and we start thinking about that same person and maybe we're mad at them for something. And then we start judging them in our hearts. So all the good energy we just sent out towards them in our prayer, we've just now undone it by our judgment, um, you know, in, in thinking negatively about them. And we all do this every day. It, this is normal human behavior. So I'm not elevating. Uh, there, there's any place that we're not going to struggle with doing this. But I think if people really, really understood the power of their mind, the power of their thought energy, then they would be more mindful about how they think about other people. And in the same way, when we just take the time to intentionally bless other people and send out positive thoughts towards them, it makes them stronger, and we will also reap because we're sowing a blessing. So we will reap a blessing back in our life. And so even this whole idea where people do things like um, paying it forward or just the idea that you would think about the person behind you in line at Starbucks and want mm-hmm. to bless them. Just the idea that you're sowing that even into the universe, you know, kind of makes the world a better place, if you will. Um, because you're sowing this positive random thing that makes that person behind you feel loved, feel blessed. The Starbucks person gets blessed. You feel blessed because you did something randomly kind, but energetically, all of that is sowing really good seeds out to the universe and bringing good things back. Okay, and so we've we've got this thing about bringing things back to us and the expansion of this good energy. So does that negative energy of our judgment also expand back to us, or as in, you might say, multiply? Yeah, it it really does. Now, I'm going to say that this scripture says the same measure you judge will be judged back on you. Um, And and I want to make reference to something, and I I can't, I've never heard this talked about theologically specifically, but I want to point to this idea of grace for just a minute, that even in the midst of we judge every day, and at the end of the day, we, you know, God doesn't want us to move into fear and go, oh my gosh, I wasn't paying attention, and look at all these people I've judged, and now my life is going to be horrible. And, um, <laughs> you know, God, there is still grace out there because we are flawed, we are human, we do screw up. Screw up. So this principle is really about um, caution. It's about making an effort to live a life a certain way 
because it matters, because there are principles of sowing and reaping out there. Um, but it's not like a, it's not that thing, grace can't trump our screw up. So, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of interject that idea of grace right there for just a minute. Um, yeah, so it's it's not an automatic uh, condemnation of us forever and ever, or damnation, or however you want right, to say it. <laughs> right, and I wanted to say one other thing about this principle, where it seems like most of the negative things, like judging and negative things, we have an equal, in 7, 1, and 2, infer that the same measure we judge will be judged back on us. So we send out a negative that ranks on a 10, we get back a 10. But there's, um, you know, a scripture, one scripture that says, the sins of the fathers are visited the third and fourth of generation, but the blessings of the righteous go to a thousand generations. And there's these other principles where it seems like when it's a blessing, when it's a good thing, it's multiplied exponentially, um, where a bad thing isn't necessarily always multiplied and so it's kind of like God is setting the scales equal where we could do one right thing or one blessing and get that back to us a thousandfold or a hundredfold, and we might do ten negative things and we get those back just exactly the way we sent them out. So that seems to be what the Bible infers. The law of expansion says if we focus on negative things, that negative thing expands. So if we focus on evil, evil expands. If we focus on hatred, hatred expands. If we send all our negative energy to the President of the United States about how awful he is, the country gets worse. If we pray for our President and our authority figures and we believe about, you know, what could be some solutions and we talk about the solutions versus just criticize what's not working, we put good energy out to the universe as to how things could be better and, and expand the good thing versus always just giving energy to the negative. Right. Okay. And, and you know, that's, that's really good news because the good news being that the negative is one-on-one, the judgment's one-on-one, whereas the blessing is uh, one to 10,000 or more. And right. so that, that it's... It's kind of a relief. Well, not kind of a relief. It is a relief to to know that that's the way it actually works. Well, Robin, we all judge ourselves. We judge other people. And we judge God. And I know this answer will take more than the minute we have left before the break, but with all of these judgments going on, do you feel there's one that has a worse impact than another? You know, I really thought about this question when when I when I knew I was going to be answering this, and um, I, I didn't know that I could say that I thought one was better, worse, or whatever. I think there's some different responses or some different effects of different types of judgments, and we can talk about that more over the break. Um, and surely, if you have any input on how you feel about this, I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer, but uh, I can certainly share my experience as a practitioner about when I see what are some of the effects of self-judgments versus judgments of other people. 
and then the issues when people have issues with God that they kind of struggle with in their lives. So I can expound upon those a little bit more um, after the break. Okay. Well, and I personally feel like uh, judging ourselves really has quite a huge impact because not only are we giving ourselves negative energy, but then it comes back to us again. <laughs> so right. It's like right. a double whammy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, folks, it is time for the break. So when we come back from the break, we'll hear what Robin thinks about judgment. Don't go away. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase with my special guest, Robin Perry Braun. And we are talking about bitter root judgments. Just before the break, I asked Robin a fairly complicated question about when we judge ourselves, others, and God. And I do say when. Uh, does one have a worse impact than another? So what's your take on this, Robin? Well, so what I'll find with my clients now, I I didn't create this material. It's been around for years, and there's lots of books on this. What are the roots of certain diseases? Um, And one of the roots they found for autoimmune diseases, such as, you know, Hashimoto's and multiple sclerosis and uh, Crohn's disease and lupus, which are very chronic, insidious diseases that they have no cure for, And they found traditionally that one of the roots of those is self-hatred. Now, it may be something you inherited generationally. It may not be something where you clearly know you hate yourself. But I think that's a really interesting consequence for uh, harsh Um, self-judgment. Self-hatred is this idea of, um, you know, that it actually can create disease. One of the things that I think every human struggles with and one of our greatest struggles is not being smart enough or good enough. And so that constant judgment of not being enough, not being pretty enough, not being lovable enough, not being enough, seems to be the root of almost all 
relationship issues, um, you know, emotional issues, addiction, almost every pathology or, or neurosis has at its root a low self-esteem or self-hatred as a, as a basis. So I think judging yourself, you know, has very damaging consequences. Um, I think judging other people, uh, again, we will have that reaped back on us. And I think we see most of that in a relational negatives um, because we will continue attract to attract in our life the kind of people we've judged. Um, let me segue there for a second and talk about this idea of defilement. And this is super interesting. Uh, so when I boil down the law of attraction to one concept, it is that we get what we believe. And so when we continually make judgments, and, and I see this all the time, we learn through our childhood and teenagers, you know, all men are fill in the blank. All women are fill in the blank because we see these same types of people over and over and um, and we've usually been pre-programmed somewhat to believe that. And so then we begin to attract those people as well. So we keep our belief reinforced because our belief continues to attract that reinforcement for the belief. So it feels very true all the time. Um, and so this way, this is how we can defile other people as well. And I'll give you an example that most people have experienced. You walk into a party or some kind of gathering where you don't know a lot of people and you meet somebody for the first time and within 10 seconds, you really don't like that person. And you may be somebody who likes everybody and you get along with everybody and you find good in everybody and you're just really struggling with liking this person. Well, there's a good possibility that that person has a real strong self-judgment or belief of unlovability uh, they believe people are going to reject me. People don't like me. I'm not lovable. I'm not likable. So they have those beliefs going on, and those are constantly sending out energy or a message energetically out there. And so that message or that energy defiles you, and you find yourself not liking this person, even if you're the most loving person in the world. You just you don't know why. Now it could be it could be your issue that that person is triggering you or reminds you of somebody who hurt you in your life. But if more than one person has this response to the person giving out that energy, it's a good chance that that person is attracting that from you. So that's one of the ways our bitter judgments defile people is they attract out of them the very things we've judged or the things we believe. So if, um, you know, this woman example if she had not, in her heart, judged so harshly these other children and their mothers, these other moms might have responded differently to this scenario and, and had their children take responsibility as well versus just blame the mother and the daughter. So that could have gone differently had that judgment not been out there. Um, right. So that's, that's an example of defilement. So that, that is one of the things that happens when we send judgments out to other people is we are going to have more relational issues. Those things are going to come back to us as um, painful and troubling and conflictual in relationship. As far as well, judging God, oh, go ahead. You're going to, uh, well, I, I was just going to actually uh, kind of go down a different path because of you were talking about relationships and really earlier in the show, you had mentioned about judging our parents and uh -huh. how 
that can affect relationships and primarily, and you've, you've also stated in your book, how it can affect our marital relationship. So did I go too far off track from where you were? (laughs) No, and I'm actually glad you did. I had, I had actually planned on interjecting, interjecting that where as well. So we were totally on the same wavelength. I just, I missed my cue. Um, (laughs) But yeah, absolutely is the, 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 the most powerful judgments we make are when we judge our parents and, this is based on um, one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20:12. It says, "Honor your father and mother, that you may live long in the land the Lord has given you." And so, obviously, the correlation would be if you don't honor your honor your father and mother, um, you know that you won't have the same kind of pros- prosperous result. Now, let me stop and say that many mothers and fathers don't deserve honoring. They're abusive. They were uh, horrible parents to their children, um, you know, truly committed hor- horrible crimes on their children. They, they didn't just, you know, take their safe, their cell phone away when they uh, were smart-mouthing. So, um, so truly there are parents who don't deserve um, honoring, if you will, but God's really clear on the principle of forgiveness that we are to forgive everybody. And so this idea of when we judge our parents negatively growing up and we hold that bitterness in our heart because it is born out of hurt and woundedness is that we will most definitely, uh, until we make that right and we clean that up and we bring forgiveness to that scenario, you know, it is a very strong attraction back to us. Um, so for example, we, our dad's an alcoholic. And so we judge our father for whatever the bad behavior around his alcoholism. Maybe he yelled and screamed. Maybe he was abusive. Maybe he blew the money and maybe he made my mother cry all the time. And so I would judge my father as this, you know, no good alcoholic. And then as much as I would make a vow never to marry an alcoholic, um, chances are that's the type of person I would attract. And statistically speaking, this is very true. Now, psychology will give you the soulish reason for why that's true. You know, this scripture gives us the spiritual reason for why that's true. You know, energetically, we talk about you get what you believe, and our parents program our beliefs. So if our beliefs are that all men are like this, what we've seen modeled to us day in and day out, then that's what's familiar to us, and that's what we're going to attract. Or that my daddy didn't wasn't very loving to me, so I don't deserve to be loved by a man. And so that subconscious belief that was programmed will attract someone like that. Um, so definitely our, our judgments towards our parents have a much greater impact than towards anybody else in our life. And, and this really brings me full circle to what the importance of forgiveness. And in your book, you state that, how important it is. Because when we've made a judgment and we realize that we've made a judgment, the first thing that we really need to do is to forgive people. Now, I'm going to put out there, it's a very difficult concept generally. But recently, 
we have been experiencing here in North America lots of violent shootings and a most mm-hmm. recent one in Orlando. And right. the the people that may not even know anybody in Orlando are have made a judgment and it's very difficult to think about forgiving the fellow that did the shooting. Right. Why should we forgive him? Well, the main thing I would say, I guess the best way to answer this is to try to briefly talk about a parable that Jesus uses, and I, and I don't have the actual scripture reference. Um, but basically, the gist of the story is this, is this guy owes the king millions of dollars, and he can't pay it. And he goes to the king, and he says, you know, the king says, well, throw him in jail. And he goes to the king and begs his mercy. And he says, there's no way you can ever pay this back. I'm just going to forgive you this debt. And then the guy goes out to his neighbor, and his neighbor um, uh, owes him 10 bucks. And the neighbor says, I can't pay it. And he says, you know, I'm going to have you thrown in jail because you can't pay the debt. And, of course, they could do that back then legally. And so the king finds out, and he hauls the guy in, and he says, um, "He says, I can't believe you. I forgave you millions of dollars, and you turned around and, you know, couldn't forgive your your own neighbor $10. You, you missed the point. And so he has him thrown in jail, and the last the last line of that scripture says, and he was turned over to the tormentors. And so what I believe happens to us emotionally, physically, spiritually, is that and what Jesus is talking about, he's like, you know, God's grace covers every one of our sins. Um, you know, Jesus died on the cross. He's in this, in this modality, he took all the sins that we could have ever committed on the cross, and he took them, and he died for that. And so there's nothing anybody could do that would merit us holding on to unforgiveness when we've been given this model and we've been given, you know, basically a free ticket and, and all this forgiveness. So that's what the, what the parable is talking about. But one of the keys here in living life is this very last line, which is said he was turned over to the tormentors. And the truth is that unforgiveness does not hurt that other person nearly as much as it hurts us. And so if, if somebody, you know, heaven forbid raped my daughter and I was, you know, took them to, they got caught and they were in court. Um, my unforgiveness to them isn't necessarily going to heap any more destruction on them than, you know, the consequences of their own action will. Um, but it's certainly going to put me in a place of being tormented. Um, many, many diseases, including cancer, are rooted in bitterness and unforgiveness and fear. And um, so bitterness definitely, definitely has a negative, negative toxic effect on our spirit, on our mind, on our body, on our soul. And, um, and God knows that, and that's one of the reasons, too, he's so clear about wanting us to forgive is, is he loves us. He doesn't want us to be tormented. And when we hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness, it causes um, torment within ourselves uh, or illness or some kind of damage. Um, and it actually 
doesn't really hold that other person captive. It puts us in jail, puts us in bondage. Well, and that's a very important point for everyone to realize, whether it's the Orlando or whatever situation that uh, you know you are holding a person in unforgiveness, which basically is judgment on that person. And it, it, it just will bring you down. It doesn't bring them down in the very least. And, well, Robin, it is time again for the last break. When we come back from the break, uh, we were chatting a bit about a book that you have just completed, and I'll leave that a secret until we come back from the break. So, folks, don't go away. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you were able to stick with me. Today, we are talking about bitter root judgments, and just before the break, we were talking about the importance of forgiveness and really how forgiveness will, unforgiveness, excuse me, will heap on to us really a lot of negative energy and and cause us to become bitter and get that energy back on us. Before the show started, Robin was telling me a little bit that she has just written a new book. Tell us about that. I I found it very exciting. Well, um, a lot of my background is in sexual addiction, um, and I ran a support group about 10 years ago uh, with a ministry called Living in Freedom Every Day, Life Ministries. Um, and so this book is really a compilation of women's stories that I've had as, as clients. Um, my marriage was also one that had sexual addiction involved in it. So part of the stories, some of the, one of the stories is mine, um, but I really am able to, I believe, because I feel like I've healed so much of my own hurt through this issue, 
is give a really good perspective on how walking through sexual addiction as the wife of a man struggling with porn and sex and or sex addiction um, can be an opportunity for transformation in our own life and healing. Uh, The title of the book is Journey Through the Storm, Overcoming the Pain of Your Husband's Porn and Sex Addiction. It's available on Amazon, and um, you can find it by type to in a search for that particular name or my, my name, the author's name. It's also on Kindle, or it will be on Kindle sometime this week. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's really a, a little bit of a life work um, for an area that certainly creates a great deal of pain, opportunity for bitterness, and opportunity for judgment. Yes. And so a lot of my principles I share, uh, especially about their judgments, certainly is through uh, not from an armchair perspective, but having walked through some very difficult and painful things in my own life. So, Well, and, and there's nothing like a personal perspective to bring reality to a book like this. And it, it does seem to me, like you said, it, it really brings together how we can have judged that spouse and how important mm-hmm. it is to forgive. Now, the the forgiveness piece, uh, I, I just simply have to keep bringing that up. You've seen many, many marriages, I'm sure, fall apart. Yeah. Because the forgiveness piece just wasn't there. Right. You know, that's so such a great, so insightful because, um, you know, one of the things about forgiveness is it doesn't mean you have to trust that person again. If somebody's cheated on you 50 times, the chances are they're going to cheat on you 51. So forgiveness doesn't mean you have to open your heart back up to them again. Um, in the book, I talk about, you know, verbal reality versus measurable behavior, which is somebody can say, well, I'll never do this again, but they've done it 50 times. So this idea of we'll prove it, you know, you've got to earn back trust, that type of thing. Um, trust is not a, a spiritual issue. It really is an emotional issue, and, and it's based on safety. And if somebody has not proven themselves to be a safe person, then they have to really earn that back. But in the meantime, forgiving that person for what they've done in the past and their sins and not holding them hostage to their what they've done to hurt you um, is the key to even remotely having the possibility of restoring the relationship or having a redemptive future. And even if the marriage does end in divorce, um, being able to go beyond that and reprogram, if you will, all of that hurt and all of those negative beliefs about men. And that's a big part of what I do. Uh, You know, I have people who've been married five or six times and they keep marrying the same person because they never have gone in to reprogram their beliefs about men. And so they keep attracting what they believe. And so a big part of forgiveness is it paves the way that you could actually believe something different because we get rid of the negative emotion attached to the belief. And once we get rid of that emotion, we can begin to reprogram the belief. But the bitterness will lock those, just like a root, called a bitter root. That belief will lock that judgment or that belief in place and, and keep it from budging or moving. And so you'll continue to see that same bad fruit 
in your life over and over again because that tree, that bad tree, is firmly rooted in the ground with bitterness. Right. And, you know, uh, Robin, I do have to put in a plug for for this show. I have just recently gone over this whole concept of how belief really is what makes us behave the way that we behave because our belief is in our heart and uh, it's our heart that is who we are. So just just a word that the the person that uh, the woman that was married to the man or and and it does happen vice versa the woman that was married to the man that was a sex addict and divorces and then just remarries to another sex addict there is a belief there in that woman's heart and what you said about reprogramming is down to a cellular level and as yeah. anyone knows who listens to this show, that I'm very much about the healing codes to do that. And I know there are many other modalities that can do that. Yeah. And you work with the emotion code in particular. I do. I actually just read uh, Beyond Willpower, um, uh, his, uh, I think it's his newest book, maybe, uh, Alex Lloyd's newest book. Well, actually, his newest book is a rewrite of Beyond Willpower, and I just interviewed him a couple of weeks ago about that, and it's called The Love Code. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and it comes down to what you said earlier in the show, how love is probably the most important piece of this whole picture of our judgments, or maybe the judgments that our parents and ancestors made. Right. Robin, tell me and tell our audience how people can find you. How do they get a hold of you? Well, you can find me on integratedlifestrategies.com. That's my website. I have a contact page on there. Um, I do uh, the energy work I do and the sessions I do. I am able to see clients all over the world via, via Skype and phone, so you don't have to be in Dallas. To be a client, um, one of the things I'm really contending for and believing for is getting able to speak on my new book as well. I really believe that um, women could really have their have a lot of healing in their hearts from this book and being able to speak on this book. I also have a real heart for the men. I, I want to see God heal their hearts as well and restore this idea of being a son and knowing what it feels like to be a, a, a beloved son. And so I really have a heart for the men as well. Um, I don't see this as a victim-perpetrator scenario. I see this as a a manifestation of a deeply wounded society that we live in and um, that just keeps, you know, proliferating. So anybody looking for speaker, I do speak on my Law of Attraction book as well, and I have some really cool teaching tools I do with that. My, My heart is to see people get healed of their negative trapped emotions and reprogram their beliefs so that we can start doing speaking blessings, thinking, speaking blessings, walking in love. And as you said, quoting Dr. Lloyd, is that truly when we are able to not have all these negative emotions inside of us, we can rise up and see things through eyes of love, walk in love, bless people, speak positive send out good, positive, high-frequency energy in everything that we do. 
And just one person changing in that way can impact the whole world. One person raising their frequency matters. So you matter. Each individual listening to this matter. Forgiving one person, getting rid of bitter judgments, you know, asking God to forgive you for making those judgments and changing them. Every little time we do one little thing where we release those negative low-frequency things, our frequency goes up just a little bit, and that changes the world. Well, thank you, Robin, so much for being with me today. And way too soon, the show has come time for the end. And I'd just like to remind everybody, King Solomon in Proverbs 4.23 said, Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.